0: welcome to the kennedy beacon podcast the uncensored podcast where we discuss stories highlighted on the kennedy beacon substack and some of the goings-on around robert f kennedy jr's campaign for president of the united states of america hi everyone i'm francis scott and i'm here with my two near and dear friends my fabulous co hosts nico house and aaron good hi guys
1: hey francis happy to be here
0: yeah thank you francis i'm excited to get this kicked off Me too. It's going to be great doing this show with you. This is our first episode and I am really excited. So let's just go ahead and get into the big story of the past week. Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s declaration as an independent candidate. It took place on Monday, as you know, at the National Constitutional Hall in Philadelphia. Let's roll some tape and listen to this historic moment.
2: I've come here today to declare our independence from the tyranny of corruption which robs us of affordable lives, our belief in the future, and our respect for each other. But to do that, but to do that, I must first declare my own independence. Independence from the Democratic Party. And from all other political
1: parties. So Francis, when you said that this is a historic moment that was perfectly codified because we are at a moment and RFK recognized that. We are at a moment where the Democratic party had decided that it is so willing to stop RFK Jr. and even other outsider candidates from having a chance to beat their chosen one, Joe Biden, that they literally changed the rules so that New Hampshire can't abide by its constitution and be the first primary state, so that they would be punished, so that Iowa could be punished, or Georgia could be punished if they would allow democracy to take place. And RFK had the option to waste time, waste people's money, waste people's energy and emotion by remaining in a party who would not allow democracy, and instead he made the difficult choice, an extremely difficult choice, To bet on himself and bet on the majority independent populace that is the united states and he decided to give you all a chance give us a chance to actually vote to have our voices heard to have our 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 our, our voices counted and it is extremely important to understand that the democratic party does not answer to the majority they only answer to the corporate minority and at that point what else is there to do than the next right thing and in this particular case the next right thing would be fighting for democracy maintaining independence from all political parties because every political party has talking points even jill stein talked about this a couple of days ago every political party has talking points that you need to appeal to but it seems that rfk jr is more interested in telling his truth the way he sees it and he's more than entitled to that and more importantly it's important that the, that the U.S. population who is gonna be engaging in this election going forward, they need to hear his truth and not the truth of the corrupt interests of the Democratic and Republican parties.
3: Yeah, thanks, Nico. And I, I feel similarly about his the necessity of him leaving the party. I grew up a Democrat myself, not from a storied Democratic family, but my mom was a Democratic, uh, a, a worked for the office of a Democratic congressman, You know, was a caseworker, basically. Uh, for a congressman in southern Indiana. So I worked on political campaigns since I was a kid. And in '04, I worked for the Kerry campaign, uh, or for the DNC, basically. And then I was an Obama um, campaign organizer out of Missouri. I went to the inaugural ball and everything. And after Obama was elected, uh, and he essentially was a continuation of George W. Bush's policies, he didn't prosecute Bush for the illegal Iraq war or for torture and he bailed out the banks and let the homeowners get foreclosed on, you know, millions and millions of people. Uh, I just realized there was something deeper, uh, more deeply corrupt and dark at the apex of power in this country. And so I went to uh, graduate school and wanted to write a a dissertation, a radical dissertation to explain this radically undemocratic system that we live under that people don't quite understand, especially academics. Uh, They're some of the, the, the least... Uh, sensible when it comes to actually understanding the despotism of this system. So when RFK makes this announcement, I'm sure it was difficult for him, given his family history. But it was something that we all need to do. We can't just be blindly um, obedient uh, to a party that's as demonstrably corrupt as this. And people thought Bernie Sanders in 2016 might be able to uh, move this party back to its New Deal roots. Uh, and they, they they didn't even really give him much of a chance. They really uh, gave Trump a bunch of free airtime and, you know, didn't uh, anointed Hillary more or less. And it was even more conspiratorial and, and undemocratic in 2020 when they had all of these candidates who were seemingly, they were saying, oh, it's Trump is this unprecedented threat. And yet some reason, for some reason, you had like a dozen vanity candidacies who were all suspiciously well funded. And so Bernie couldn't really get his message out there. And they eventually, uh, you know, pay for people like Buttigieg to spoil Iowa for Bernie. And they pay Liz Warren a lot of money to stick around. And they even had meetings with big, ad- big campaign financiers beforehand uh, explicitly to deal, like, with Bernie. How do we deal with this Bernie pr- uh, problem? So it was quite conspiratorial the way that they handled it and arranged for people to withdraw at the right time. So that Joe Biden, who was the most unimpressive candidate, really, he more or less sleepwalked or shuffled uh, into the, the accuracy the of
1: the sleepwalking metaphor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his his campaign slogan was like "no malarkey." It was like a joke on the internet, like how he seemed like somebody from like you know the '50s or something, because he more or less was. And uh, not to disrespect our elders in general, but he you know he is what he is. So this the decision by Bobby, I think, had to have been difficult for him. And uh, it it took some courage to leave that party, considering uh, the connection his family has to it. And I'm hoping that he can form a coalition against top-down despotism that he talks about, the corrupt merger of state and and corporate power. Uh, This is the the elephant in the room in our supposed democracy, and if we don't confront it, it's, it's not democratic at all. doesn't uh, it
0: just speak what the dnc essentially did to block him it speaks to the possibility at least of how much they fear him and just for context i think we really the three of us do a good job rounding out a lot of the different thoughts i came from well i was a newscaster so a lot of people didn't know my political leanings for most of my adult life but i was raised in a conservative family married to an accountant so if anything you know (laughs) fiscally conservative well let's not spend all this money but just The disgust, I feel like I can represent the disgust that so many Americans feel. Like Kennedy said, this runaway bus of teenagers fighting over who's going to drive not realizing the GPS is being set by the crooked insiders and corporate lobbyists. And I loved in his uh, speech on Monday, when he announced that he was going to run as an independent, you know, I'm going to reboot the GPS and do you know who's going to set the destination? you are i thought that was incredibly beautiful and just you know it's exactly what we need aaron it is now
3: my honor to introduce our guest for this week's show journalist historian author david talbot david talbot was a writer and editor for a number of publications like mother jones magazine before he became the founding ceo and editor-in-chief of salon.com since leaving salon He's written a number of books including two in particular that have helped illuminate the lives and assassinations of john f kennedy and his brother robert f kennedy the first is brothers the hidden history of the kennedy years and the second is the devil's chess board allen dulles the cia and the rise of america's secret government david and i along with bryce green co-host devil's chess club part of the american exception podcast on patreon and of course we are lucky to have him as a columnist for the kennedy beacon i rank David among a small group of luminaries who have been, uh, you know, critics of, of America's empire for many decades. Uh, people like Oliver Stone and Peter Dale Scott. We just lost one, Daniel Ellsberg. So David, I consider David a real luminary. He's been friends with Bobby Kennedy for the last 20 years, and it's through his books and through conversations with David uh, that I've come to support RFK Jr.'s candidacy, if I'm really being honest. David was decisive in that for me personally. He's here to discuss two of the Kennedy Beacon stories he published this week. The first is Bobby Unbound. And the second is the Kennedy dynasty meltdown. Why Bobby Ryle's many family members. The first article is more of a celebration of democracy, like today's show. It's about independence as well. The second story is less celebratory, more somber, because it's about members of Robert Kennedy's own family denouncing him and his candidacy. So David. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you Aaron, thank you for having me. And hello to Francis and Nico as well.
0: Hello, David. I, I loved your piece, The Kennedy Dynasty Meltdown, and I want to direct listeners to the Kennedy Beacon Substack. Go read that. You provide such awesome context. Again, it's not his whole family. And it's just these few members, but yet in the media, it's made like, oh, his family's against him. That's not necessarily the case. There were a lot of people at his announcement when he decided to run, or when he announced he was running, and then also on Monday. Can you speak to why these members possibly of the Kennedy family might have been so, I'd say, harsh? I mean, I'm a sensitive person. My family wrote this about me. I'd be a little... little struggling through it but give us the context that we need when we're when we're hearing oh his family's against him
2: well look i think uh those who are against him and you're right is a big clan francis Uh, a number of candidates are for bobby and we're on stage with him in philadelphia but yes many have criticized him very harshly i think the family as a dynasty is very embedded as bobby himself has said in the democratic party and some work for uh, the Biden administration. So it's in their interest to go along with the Democratic establishment. You know, their father, Robert F. Kennedy, when he was senator, challenged a sitting Democratic president, Lyndon Johnson, in 1968. So That kind of radical courage is also in their family genes. JFK, of course, broke with the orthodoxy, the Cold War orthodoxy when he was president. Bobby Kennedy, when he ran for president in 1968, was also an insurgent, like his son is. So I expect the same courage to be... you know, divided, distributed within that family. Unfortunately, like we know all families, uh, that bravery and wisdom is in short supply. Bobby Kennedy Jr. has it, has what his father had. Uh, I first met Bobby 20 years ago, and I encouraged him to look at the assassinations of his father and his uncle. And uh, he was alone among the Kennedys who finally did that. Uh, He has encouraged to go where his Unfortunately, his siblings and cousins and nephews and nieces largely have not.
0: That does take incredible courage, even just facing some of the issues right now. I've noticed, you know, I want to see what or what elephants are in the room. I want to see him and call them out. And I feel like you know, I'm stepping behind Kennedy in that. But a lot of people are scared when they see, wait, what do you mean? There's 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 what? there's something out there that we don't know that's doing things.
1: So Dave, I have a question. What like what is in it for these members of the Kennedy family to come out against him so ferociously? Because it's one thing if you just casually disagree with him, but it's the way they did it. It's almost as if they wanted to seem as if it is a coalition that is representative of the Kennedy family um, and that they weren't really speaking to us. But they were speaking to someone else if that makes sense they were speaking to the people who are in control so what do you think is in it for them to come out so ferociously against rfk jr who at first was just deemed as not being a threat at all to the moment he runs independent his family is told by somebody release a statement
2: well like i said earlier nico some is ignorance and cowardice unfortunately and we all have people like that in our families, unfortunately. But some uh, is their interest. Uh, they're embedded, the Cam- uh, the Kennedys, in the Democratic Party, in the institutions of the party. So uh, they were against Bobby when he challenged a sitting president, Joe Biden, and now they're against him because he left the party uh, and, as, and he's running as independent. So Caroline Kennedy, his cousin, JFK's daughter, was an ambassador, a Democratic ambassador appointed to Japan. She's now serving in Australia. Her son, Jax Schlossberg, uh, posted a very, I think, uh, very intemperate, very harsh criticism of his uncle, Bobby Kennedy, last August. He got a lot of applause in the media for that. So that's one reason. They are applauded when they attack Bobby, by the corporate media. Jack Schlossberg, I have to say this, I said my column, has done virtually nothing in his life. Who is he to criticize someone like Bobby Kennedy Jr. who has again and again stuck his neck out, taken harsh stands and hard stands and been criticized it was an environmental lawyer for years was an environmental activist, a big pharma, every power center in this country, the military industrial complex, uh, is against wall street is against Bobby Kenny, Jr. So who the hell is Jack, Jack Flosberg to criticize him? He's done nothing, very little with his life. He's 30 years old.
1: Do so you, do, you, I, sir, do you think it could be a, almost a jealousy of his bravery? And it's like he's holding up a mirror to, this is what our, my uncle and my dad stood for. This is what you all claim you stood for. But because I'm actually brave enough to do it, it's almost like an emotional backlash. I mean, I'm sure there's interest involved and self-interest involved, but it's almost as if it's a visceral emotional backlash for being jealous of him being brave enough to actually represent the Kennedy name in the way that we know it to be represented rather than the way that the Democratic Party has tried to present it to us.
2: Well, it, again, it's both, it's two things. It's cowardice and it's opportunism. They get applause from the media whenever they attack Bobby publicly, and they also get rewarded by the Democratic Party, the DNC, which is basically like Aaron. I've been a Democrat all my life, but I've had to reluctantly do acknowledge what Aaron and what Bobby and others have said, that the DNC is a corrupt racket now is controlled by corporations, corporate interests. And so Bobby, it took a lot of bravery given his history, his family's history to uh, to you know jump ship. Uh, but his cousins, unfortunately, and many of his siblings are not as brave as he is. So it's a combination, I think, of cowardice and opportunism.
0: Explain why the media gives applause to the members of the Kennedy family when they stand up against him
2: well the media's had in for bobby from the very beginning unfortunately Why the media a lot of the revenue comes from big pharma from uh, we see this advertising all the time on tv in magazines uh, in newspapers a lot of their re- revenue comes from the people that bobby has been attacking in, in the pharmaceutical industry uh wall street is also behind it the wall street owns a lot of the media well bobby is a major critic of wall street uh, the military industrial complex, people make money from these wars all the time. And Bobby's been a critic of U- Ukraine and the American empire in general. So, um, yes, he's a threat. He's a threat to them politically, to their commercial interests. So the media is a very, uh, looks at the bottom line like all industries do in this country and uh, sees Bobby as a threat to that bottom line.
1: Awesome, awesome. David. Thank you so much for that enlightening rendition of your article. And, and by the way, I would encourage all of you all to go check out his articles on the Kennedy Beacon. It has been an absolute honor to have you as a guest on our very very first episode. Um, I'd also like to thank our listeners and invite you to find. Uh, I would invite you to go to the Kennedy Beacon Substack to read David Talbot's columns uh, and more people's columns and learn about the stories we cover. You can also follow the Kennedy Beacon on Twitter on YouTube and on Rumble. And also before we go, I just once again, I wanna reestablish how important it is that RFK Jr. has decided to run as an independent at just such an important and critical moment in US history and in world history. As we've seen really everywhere around the world, democracy is being undermined, democracy is being challenged, democracies are being destroyed. And one of the best ways to preserve democracy, to ensure that your vote will be counted uh, rather than being suppressed by a party that admitted in court that they're more than willing to suppress your vote is to separate from the duopoly, separate from the corporate interests and run as an independent so that no resources are wasted uh, on an effort that was doomed to fail from the beginning. What many of you may not know is that I am actually a person that has not endorsed anybody and even as i haven't endorsed a single soul right now i've seen and i've personally been inspired by the fact that rfk junior is willing to run independent because this is something that i've advocated for for major candidates in the past we've seen other candidates in this race that were inspired by the course that rfk junior is taking right now because it's it, it shows that there's a sense of urgency that RFK Jr. recognizes and it's a sense of urgency that RFK Jr. has created. And once again, we are seeing that a man who has everything to lose in one of the most important times in history is making the tough choice as he has shown to do time and time again. So with that being said, I'm Nico House and on behalf of my colleagues, Aaron Good and Francis Scott, I thank you for joining us and I hope that you will tune in again next week for another episode of the candy beacon podcast.